Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's Sam the Bomb from the Anime Summit Podcast. And we're back with the news. Um, I, what I've started doing is... Um, grab my phone real quick. I started listing the um, newscast as just newscasts on the the um, the feed, you know? <clears throat> so, when you open your podcast app, it'll just say newscast number or whatever in the date. It won't say Anime Summit newscast anymore. Just because it's just like, I think it's just it just looks nicer. It, you know what I mean? So, that's still us, obviously. But like, you know. Um, also, I hope you guys enjoy the new thumbnail. I, I did that like a couple months ago, but um, the new thumbnail for the newscast, I thought it was really cute. I drew that. Anyway, just so you guys are aware, so it doesn't look just so if you guys think it looks different. But anyway, um, let's start this off, shall we? Um, there's, <laughs> man, it's a sad day. There was three deaths that came across my Facebook feed and my news feed today. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate this newscast to all three of them guys. Shozo, Shozo Uhara. He had liver cancer. He was 80-some years old, 82 years old. He was born in Okinawa. He joined Subaraya Productions in 1965, and he wrote for many of the Ultraman series and even Kamen Rider. He also wrote the scripts for Get a Robo, UFO Robo, Grendizer, Dino Mech Guy King, um, Captain Harlock, Demon Lord Dante, a bunch of stuff. Um, he passed away. Um, also, the director, Yuji Yamaguchi, died. He did Fate Stay Night. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did Fate Stay Night, and he even did... Um, Fate Stay Night, he came back to do Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Um, he's pretty young still. People were definitely shocked to hear that he passed. They announced it on his Twitter today. Someone went on his Twitter and announced it. Um, and then also the drummer to Rush, the band Rush, died, Neil Peart. Um, for those of you who don't know, the band Rush, I mean, they... I'm not, like, I'm not a big, like... Classic, classic rock dick sucker like a lot of like people in my generation seem to be which is like that's fine that's that's I don't care if you like classic rock um but like sorry that sounded bad like I was talking shit but like no like a lot of people like they're really into classic like oh yeah Led Zeppelin and ACDC whatever you know um I'm not big on a lot of those bands as most people my generation or generation before me are into but I did love Rush. I was very much a fan of the band Rush and Neil Peart. He was also the lyricist for the band, you know, for a lot of their songs, too. And he passed away. He was 67. He had uh, brain cancer. So I think one of these days I want to do an anime summit thing for cancer. I don't know what that is yet. When I figure it out, I'll let you know. Um, but I, I want to do something for it because it's cancer is... Let's be serious, okay? Cancer is not biased. They're not bigoted. You know, cancer is... They're not... They're, they're, they have zero tolerance for whatever. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. They will kill you. They only have one thing that they want to do. That cancer, cancer only has one thing that cancer wants to do, and that's fucking kill you and make your organs fail and destroy you. So it's just like... It's the most evil thing on the planet, in my opinion, and it's very scary, and I would like to do something for it. If you guys have any ideas of how I can go about doing that or setting up something for it or have any ideas, let me know. I would love to do it. Um, 
But yeah, so this episode is for you guys. Love you guys. So I got a bunch of non-anime news, of course. And then we'll get into the um, anime news. We'll take a little break in between. Also, you'll still have to excuse me because my voice is still a little hoarse. It's a little better than from when we recorded our latest episode. Um, but it's still a little swollen and I'm still like, it's a tiny bit swollen still. Um, and so I'm still congested and that like this, I'm getting mucusy because of it. You know what I mean? So, um, you have to excuse me, but anyway, let's do it. Let's get into it. Shall we? Um, the Lizzie McGuire reboot is on hiatus because apparently the showrunner runner had differences with Disney plus. I don't know about you, but I love Lizzie McGuire. I fucking love Hilary Duff, and I liked, I love the show Lizzie McGuire. Um, a lot of people were talking about all the reboots and shit that they're going to do on Disney Plus and all the old shows that are going to do Disney Plus, whatever. Um, uh, and the, apparently this one got delayed, and a bunch of people were like, no. But yeah, so that sucks. I like Lizzie McGuire, and the reboot is delayed now because of whatever. Um, so yeah, there's that. Fucking Marvel's Darth Vader pays tragic homage to Star Wars best movie poster. Fucking there's this new comic coming out and it's just called Darth Vader. And it's about they they previewed like the first seven pages or something. And it's just it's just about the 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 crusade of Darth Vader and how he um what he was doing during the times of you know, between uh when he first donned the the suit and the helmet to when, you know, up to uh, A New Hope. And obviously we've seen some of that already. Like, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, any video games that have come out lately that, that he's been in uh, is canon. And um, uh, the Rogue One, he was in Rogue One. So, which is not a spoiler, by the way. He's like fucking in the beginning and halfway through the movie and shit. So... Um, yeah, no fucking, it, it looks sick. Like I'm going to pick it up. I don't, I don't know when it comes out, but they fucking, they relaunched the Darth Vader series and it looks fucking dope, dude. It looks fucking sick. Like I read the, the preview pages. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to pick this up. I'm going to fucking pick it up and I'm probably going to read it like legit read it. Like I used to limit myself to like two to three titles a month. And then I kind of fell out of comics, and I haven't been reading them since. But this, I definitely have to, like, I definitely have to do. Definitely have to pick this up. Uh, DC drops first look at adults only Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey series. With Harley Quinn with the Birds of Prey about to make their way to the big screen, DC has released the first preview of the aptly titled Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey comic book miniseries, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, illustrated by Connor and colored by Paul Mounts. This series will be published through DC's Black Label imprint, with the creative team taking full advantage of the Mature Reader's format. Um, I'm fucking excited for this, too. Like, fuck, I'm, I gotta get back into comics, you guys. Like, I'm so glad that a new comic shop opened by my place, like, a couple years ago. It's literally, like, it's literally, like, five, like a five-minute drive from here. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go in there and, and, uh, and give them the drop. Give them the drop down on that bitch and see what's what. But yeah, I might have to pick this up too for sure. Um, this I'm kind of late on. Like, I wish I picked up issue number one for this, but Shredder is going to be at the end. I'm, I'm not really spoiling anything for anyone because the images were all over the internet today. Um, Shredder is going to be 
the Green Ranger in the Power Ranger TMNT crossover comic book series in the latest issue of the Boom Studios comic comics. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The villainous Shredder somehow gets a hold of the green power, the green morpher. And his fucking suit is wild, dude. It's fucking sweet. Like, he has, like, the golden armor thing that the Green Ranger has. And then he's got his purple cape under that. And then his helmet is a mixture of, like, the green Power Ranger helmet and then his Shredder helmet. So it looks... Oh my god, dude! It's so sick. It's so sick to me. I gotta read that. If if a trade paperback comes out for that, I gotta fucking read it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna read it. I'm getting back into comics this year, guys. 2020. Let's go. Um, Spider-Man's most powerful attack just killed him. Is the headline to this article? Um, this contains spoilers, so I'm not gonna read. But I just wanted to bring this up because I didn't even know it was a fucking thing. But Miles, it's this is a new thing coming out. Um. Oh, is this maybe it's already out? I, I think it's already out. I think it came out this month. Um, it's called Miles Morales: The End, number one, which is the promised titular Spider-Man's final story, and the comic delivers on that promise. After a heated battle, Miles dies, a tragic hit hero, death sacrificing himself to save those he cares about. So that was kind of like the premise of it. But yeah, he's like this old man. He's got like a white beard and white mustache, and he has like a a slightly different spider outfit. It's like a jacket on top, but it looks fucking sweet. Like, I love it. It's fucking awesome. Miles Morales is easily one of the like the best Spider-Mans like ever. Like, he's so fucking sick. Um, the new Mutants trailer came out, and Disney confirms that it is part of the MCU. According to a D23 newsletter touting the movie's second trailer, there's a seriously electrifying new addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it comes in the form of the latest 20th Century Fox and Marvel Entertainment, The New Mutants. is an original horror thriller set in the isolated hospital where a group of young mutants is being held for psychiatric monitoring. When strange occurrences begin to take place, both their new mutant abilities and their friendships will be tested as they battle to try and make it out alive. Dude, like, it's so weird because, like, they, they had a trailer for this, like, a long time ago. Like, last year. It was, like, a little teaser. And I think... They had to redo some shit, and then obviously some shit between, you know, Marvel and Fox or whatever the fuck was happening, you know, happened. And then, yeah, so they just released a new trailer for it, and it looks pretty sick. Like, imagine this, right? An MCU movie, but it's a horror movie, you know? Like, that's fucking, that's fucking crazy to me. Um, Here's a list of the top iPhone games of 2019. And I say iPhone because that's just like the article. You could easily say that some of these were on, you know, Google Play, obviously. Um, but um, I think they just say iPhone because they always happen to go to iTunes or whatever. But um, these are the top free iPhone games that were downloaded in 2019. Um, starting from number 10 going up, Amaze. Number 9, Roller Splat. Number 8, Fortnite. Number 7, Wordscapes. Number 6, Polysphere, Art of Puzzle. Number five, BitLife Life Simulator. Number four, Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, number three was Aquapark.io. Number two was Color Bomb 3D. And number one was Mario Kart Tour. And the top paid, starting from the 10 up, were Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Bloons TD5, 8, Stardew Valley, 7, The Game of Life, 6, Rebel Inc., 5, Geomet- Geometry, <laughs> Geometry Dash, which I've played the free version of. It's really fun. Uh, number four, Bloons TD6. Three, Plague Inc. 
two heads up, one Minecraft. So that's pretty interesting, man, considering, like, you know, I'm always talking about, like, mobile games on this bitch. And I gotta say, as someone who's played Mario Kart, here's my Mario Kart 2 review right now. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Although, it's not one where you can just, like, if you're waiting in the lobby at, like, the doctor's office or wherever that you can just play. Um, I feel like you have to sit down and play it. It requires a little more focus, which is why I like having Dr. Mario World on my phone instead, because I can just open it and play it while I'm waiting for something, and then if I happen to need to stop in the middle, I can. You know, I can just stack my pills and just end it real quick and then just turn it off, you know. Um, whereas Mario Kart Tour, you kind of have to, as you're doing each race, you kind of have to focus. You can't just really stop in the middle of a race. and You know what I mean? Um, you'll lose points and shit like that, or coins and shit. And it just seems like you, you don't want to enter a race just to stop halfway through. You know what I mean? In Dr. Mario World, it's no big deal if you just quit a level real quick. You'll lose a life, but you get it back in 35 minutes, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Dr. Mario World is still the better, the best Nintendo. Other than Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, I think Dr. Mario um, is the best Nintendo uh, mobile game right now, straight up. Um, I'm, I'm being serial, straight up serial right now. Uh, so please should play it, Dr. Mario World. At least just put it on your fucking phone and just leave it. You know what I mean? Like, you can just play it whenever. No big deal. Um, I saw the Magic Legends gameplay trailer, which is the Magic the Gathering um, MMORPG. And it looks pretty cool. Like, it looks pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it, it looks pretty sweet. I am excited to to play this game. At least try it. I mean, I don't. I'm not big on MMOs, okay. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Magic: The Gathering. I'm a big fan of card games in general. Even though Magic: The Gathering is not my top um, card game, I do love Magic: The Gathering. It was a big part of my life, um, and I, I have, you know, I still play it when I can. And so to, to finally see that they're making an MMO out of it is pretty sweet. Um, the art style for some of the characters, like the official art for it, looks really bad, in my opinion. But the gameplay looks pretty fun. It looks pretty easy. It looks pretty simple. I want to be able to, you know, play and get into it. The graphics seem kind of whatever, but it looks super sick. It looks kind of Diablo-ish a little bit. So I'm excited to see that. I saw this trailer for this other fucking game today, and I just had to bring it up to you guys. I'm just like, oh my god, I have to fucking tell them this. It's called Lego Builder's Journey, and it's this, it's this little, it, it, okay, it, it's like a, it's like a little, um, and you're looking at it from a 3D, um, like a, what, what do you call that angle? Not bird's eye view, but like at an angle, and from above, kind of like the game Bastion, or that new game Hades, kind of like from that angle, um, and it you it's this little floating Lego world, and you have to put blocks in the right places for your character to get from one point to the other. And it looks super sick, like just like, just graphic graphically and everything. It just looks so fucking cool. And I'm like, okay, like at first when I saw it, I was like, okay, no one's gonna want to play a digital version of fucking Legos. Okay, if you want to play with Legos, you're just gonna play with real fucking Legos. At least that was my thought. But no, there's, this is actually a puzzle platformer, and you have to get past these little, you know, things by putting the blocks in the right place and stuff. And it just looks super cool. It looks super amazing. 
Um, you have to try to get from point A to point B. Some stages have multiple configurations of bricks that can lead to success, which keeps the frustration relatively low, but still like are challenging enough, you know, to make you think a little more. But it looks fucking cool. Like it looks fucking sick. No lie, no lie. There's this new video game that I fucking saw. Um, uh, my friend posted it um, called Code Shifter, and it's developed by Arc System Works. And basically, it's about like you 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 play this character in this game design studio, and you, I don't know the exact story, but you go into the game with this avatar, and this avatar is like this um, girl with like a, a suit, and almost, she almost looks like a a net navy from Mega Man Battle Network, and she has a sword. And it's like a 2D action platformer, like a Mega Man game, except you can change your that avatar into like a pixelated version of an Arc System character, like Soul Bad Guy, Ragna the Blood Edge, Jin Kisaragi from Blaze Blue, bunch of Blaze Blue and and Guilty Gear characters. Not only that, there's also Double Dragon. There's also Billion Jimmy from Double Dragon. There's Kunio Kun from River City Ransom. Um, there's the River City, River City Girls, in there like a bunch of characters that you can just turn into, and just go through the level with using their moves and shit. It looks pretty cool. It's called Code Shifter, and it's coming out for PS4, Steam, Switch, and Xbox One. It looks super super sick. Um, honestly, like I, I mean the, these simple games that are crossover with these pixels like this always get me in the like the. The nostalgia bone, and that's probably why I'm going to be ending up playing it. I also am a sucker for 2D action platformers like Mega Man and shit like that, though. So, so this new thing, I don't know about this. I don't, uh, it kind of sucks, but we do get new waifus, okay? Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield um, DLC, The Isle of Armor, will feature two new rivals exclusive to each of the games. If you're playing Pokemon Sword, your rival will be Clara. If you're playing Shield, your rival will be Avery. Um, it, it kind of is like... So this is like how they're going to do it now. Okay, like... It's pretty much going to be like DLC like this. And they expand on the the, re, the Galar region this way. Which is kind of like... I guess I'm not surprised at the same time... I didn't think they were going to do it like that. Because now you got to... You, <laughs> This is exactly like what we were talking about like a couple weeks ago, and it's exactly what I talked about with um, my friend Joel when we did Cards in Hand, and we talked about the like the future of games and how you were gonna have to buy a game, and then to buy more of the, you're gonna have to buy more of the game. It's like no, you should just buy the game once and be able to play the whole thing, um, which is still a lot of the case a lot of the time still. But I don't know. I do like Clara a lot. <laughs> She's really cute. I think they're both super cute, to be honest with you. But, um, hell yeah. Uh, that is our non-anime news. And then I got a big piece at the end. But let's get into the anime news. But first, let's take a small break right here. Boom, check that out for me, okay? And always links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Um, links.animesummit.net. Type it into your URL. You can find the Discord, the Twitter, the Instagram, the iTunes, the Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, the Amazon link, which goes to our t-shirts. But 
soon here in 2020 we are going to be launching new merch and i don't think we're going to be doing it on amazon i'm not sure yet i think we're going to have like a whole new thing for it but we're going to have new t-shirts um some new other stuff if you are a patron you are going to get some of that stuff um for freezies little the little things at least and then you're going to get first grabs of that merch um and if you want to become a patron go to patreon.com slash anime summit becoming a patron basically in the long run just means you're going to get stuff exclusively you're helping us continue you're going to help us buy new equipment i've already bought new equipment with it like i got a camera for more vlogging i'm going to be upgrading my computer to be able to edit better and do more video stuff and more let's play stuff for anime summit extra um better recording equipment for danny we've already gotten her a new microphone um it's it's awesome like if you're a patron thank you so much i love you guys you guys are so amazing but we are going to give you everything we can potentially give you, whether it be exclusive before anyone else. We're going to start doing patron only casts just for patrons, like podcast episodes just for you guys, whole extra episodes. So you guys will be getting more content, more out of us in some way. And then hopefully um, pretty soon, pretty soon here, hopefully by summer, actual like physical goodies that we want to be able to send people in some kind of fashion i don't know how we're going to do it yet but um we'll figure it out we're going to do it we're you guys have already helped us if you've been a patron um you guys have already bought us stuff and done awesome stuff we've like it's amazing you guys are fucking awesome like i can't even begin to thank people like thank you guys so do that if you want to become patron patreon.com slash anime summit and also as soon as I'm done editing the episode, you guys get it on the Patreon page right away so you can listen to it um, without ads and you get it a bit earlier, whether it's a day or two earlier um, or the night before even. You know, that way you just get it, at least get it without the ads. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, let's get into the anime news, shall we? My Hero Academia Heroes Rising film opened in the U.S. and Canada on February 26th. Um, the Heroes Rising film has been, I mean, we've seen many trailers of this already, but... Um, it's coming to theaters in U.S. on February, in Canada in February, at the end of February. Uh, basically, the premise is Class 1A visits Nabu Island, where they finally get to do some real hero work. The place is so peaceful that it's more like a vacation until they're attacked by a villain with an unfathomable quirk. His power is eerily familiar, and it looks like the Shigaraki... Uh, yeah, Shigaraki had a hand in the plan. But with All Might retired and citizens' lives on the line, there is no time for questions. Deku and his friends are the next generation of heroes, and they're the island's only hope. I have no idea if this is going to be canon. It probably most likely isn't. I don't think it is, so I'm not sure. I still haven't even seen the other one, which I, the, the, the two heroes one or whatever it's called, which I know that one's not canon. I know that one's just like, that's just for funsies. But... Yeah, dude, I definitely want to see this. I love My Hero. My Hero has been so fucking awesome. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch the new episode tomorrow. Who? Shit. Um, the Misfit of Demon King Academy TV anime unveils more cast after April, April premiere. So we're getting this in the spring. Um, this looks pretty cute. It looks also kind of stupid at the same time. Looks basic as fuck. I don't know. Despite their appetite for destruction, even Demon King's tire of all the blood and chaos sometimes. When Anath reincarnates in the hopes of a more peaceful life, he ends up going to school with his descendants in his old castle 2,000 years later. 
but with magic on its last legs in this era, no one is able to assess Anoth's true power. Yeah, seems lame. I don't know. I like the character designs, though. The costumes on these guys, like, these look super, super iconic. Um, and the two girls are really cute. But, I don't know, man. That's just some anime hype for you. Um, so I'm a spider. So what? TV anime unveils new visual for 2020 premiere. This looks super fucking cute. It's this little spider. Um, it's a novel series called uh, Shosetsuka Ninaro. Um, it was a web web manga in May 2015. Um, I'm trying to find the the fucking plot. Here it is. After a Japanese classroom was destroyed by a mysterious explosion, all the students reincarnated as humans on a fantasy world except for a female student who had the lowest reputation on the classroom. She was reincarnated as a spider monster, being the weakest monster on the dungeon she needs to survive using all her human intellect and courage. Um, th this is an easy guy I can get behind, kind of. Um, but you know, like, when you play, like, those old school, like, JRPGs, like, the ones on Nintendo and Super Nintendo, you know, one of the enemies in the beginning is, like, a goblin or something, and there's a spider, you know? Basically, she gets reincarnated as a spider in the dungeon, and she looks like, she's like this little cute spider. It's super cute. Like, I don't know, it looks really cool. I can get behind that. That's something I can get behind. 23rd Pokemon film opens on July 10th. Uh, Geki Choban, Pocket Monster Coco. It legit low-key is Ash meets Tarzan. Like, it, he, the, the premise is basically he goes into this forest safari area and there's this, this kid who was raised in the jungle and he's like wearing some bracelets. He's got some tribal painting on him and wearing like a little, like, um, you know, skirt around his skirt, kilt, loincloth thing around his waist and he's swinging on trees and shit. And it looks super cool. And fucking Pikachu's got like a little explorer hat and it's really cute. So yeah, I have not watched a Pokemon film in a long time. I watched The Power of Us and I thought that was super sick. And um, obviously I watched the Pokemon Origins. Like they should do a whole fucking series on that. Just Pokemon Origins, dude. Fucking red and green and all them. Woo! Crunchyroll launches Mob Psycho 100 Psychic Battle Smartphone Game after delay. Crunchyroll Games launched the Mob Psycho 100 Psychic Battle smartphone game for iOS and Android devices on Thursday. The game is available in the United States and its territories, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, um, basically everywhere in Europe. The Chinese company EGLS developed the game. The original turn-based RPG with full 3D graphics lets players interact with their favorite characters from the Mob Psycho 100 anime. Each character has an visual moveset and cutscene for a special attack. The game features the voice cast from the anime. Locations from the anime and some elements from the first season of the show. I don't know, man. I might try this just because it's Mob Psycho. I love Mob Psycho, but we'll see. Satoshi Kon's Tokyo Godfather's anime film screens in U.S. in March. If you've not seen Tokyo Godfather's, you must see it. Satoshi Kon, man, it's so good. We did an episode on this. Please go see Tokyo Godfather's. It's perfect. It's happening in March, and for, you know... For the people who live in the States, like I do, where it's still snowy in March, it'll be perfect because it takes place, like, in the wintertime. It's awesome, dude. Tokyo Godfathers is really good. I fucking love it. Anime Studio Story. Game launches for Switch on January 16th. The game launched for iOS and Android in 2015. Kairosoft describes the smartphone game. Produce your own hit anime starring a character of your making. Select a phase, body, and presto. 
Your completed hero can then explode onto the scene of your show, vowing watchers to rule the rankings. Categories include dateability, popular with kids, and more. As the Animaestro, only you can bring your st- status to your studio. That's pretty cool, man. I didn't even know this was a thing until I saw this, and it actually looks super sick. Like This looks, looks like it'd be a sweet um, Switch game for sure, but yeah, apparently it's a mobile game already. Um, but yeah, you you get to go to the motion capture room. You can equip your studio with more uh, uh, st- drawing stations and and customize your studio and shit. It looks super sick. Hell yeah. Speaking of animes in the movie theater, some more. <laughs> Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna film screens in the U.S. in March. U.S. theaters in March. I have not finished Digimon Adventure Try, so I don't even want to watch any more trailers of this. Because I already watched, like, the latest one that came out. And I was like, fuck! Like, shit. I thought, you know, something happened to these characters and fuck. You know, whatever. So I got to finish Digimon Adventure Try. The last part I watched was, like, I think it was the fourth movie is what I watched. I have to go find it. I know it's on Hulu, I think. Or I think it's on VRV also, which because it's on Crunchyroll. But, yeah. Fucking Digimon Adventure Try, man, is fucking cool. I love Digimon. Um, and I think this is going to be the last Digimon thing for a while because um, it wraps up the story of the original uh, Tamers, at least from uh, Adventure 1 and Adventure 2. Azure Lane's Yostar establishes animation studio. Uh, Arc announced Arch Arch Arc announced on Wednesday that it is taking part in establishing and managing Yostar Pictures. A new animation company that Yostar founded, the new company's main business is planning and producing animation, but it is also involved in planning, development, and composing production committees. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yostar Pictures is creating animated footage for Hori's Azurelane Basoku Senjin four-panel manga. Um, okay, so that's like the first thing they're doing, I guess. Uh, apparently that's a mobile game, Azurelane. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Some of the people who are going to be joining the studio were people who worked on Gridman, Kiznaiver, when Supernatural Battles became commonplace. Um, some of the key animators worked on Gridman and Promare. They're going to be here working in the studio. So I'm excited. It's always exciting when you hear about new studios. It's going to be sick. Uh, Shingo Honda's Kyoryu Senki. Manga ends on January 15th. Um... I have never fucking heard of this manga, but it, it premieres a horror manga, or not horror manga, um, but it's in Weekly Shonen Magazine, uh, Kyoru Senki. It looks fucking cool, man. Um, it's about a fucking dragon, some dragon hunters and shit. The art style looks super sick, though. It looks like a, it looks like Bleach, but like good. Oh! Sorry. Uh, Yoshitaka Amano helps Vogue go green for January 2020 issue um, in Vogue Italia. So the Italian Vogue. Um, he drew the cover. And on the bottom it says, no photo shoot production was required in the making of this issue. The Vogue Italia January 2020 issue debuted on Tuesday and proceeds from its purchase will be donated to the restoration efforts of the Fondazione Querini Stampalia in Venice. The ground floor of the historic building, museum, and public library was severely damaged after a flood, and uh, this will be donated to um, that kind of thing. 
Um, Romano's work is a staple in the Final Fantasy series, but he's also drawn David Bowie, Shinzo Abe. He's drawn he's drawn many things. Um, he's also did the art for Angel's Egg, which we did an episode on. When me me and Nick seem to be the only people who love that movie. Um, but yeah, Skullface bookseller Honda-san manga creator launches new manga. Um, manga creator Honda launched a new manga titled Yamade Hoshi Yoriai no Komete from Sick Planet with Love. A wordplay on the Japanese title for the James Bond story from Russia with Love. Um, it doesn't say what it's about, but it looks super, super sick. Um, it's about a police officer suffering from trauma who meets a fluffy being that heals him just by being close to him. Okay, so that's what it's about. But it seems to be more than that, obviously. It'll be coming out in Akita Shoten's Mysteria Bonita magazine on Monday. Kuma 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 Bear light novels gets TV anime. Um, 15-year-old Yuna prefers staying at home and obsessively playing her favorite VR MMO game to do to doing anything else, including going to school. When a strange new update gives her a one-of-a-kind bear outfit that comes with overpowered abilities, Yuna is torn. The outfit is unbearably cute, but too embarrassing to wear in-game. But then she suddenly finds herself transported into the world of the game, facing down monsters and magic for real, and the bear suit becomes the best weapon she has. Okay, so that might be another isekai I can get behind, right? Bearface Johnson, cute girl in a Bearface Johnson suit. You know what? I'm not even going to watch it. It's 10 out of 10 already. Don't worry about it. Put a smile on Shinji's face with Evangelion Nendroid. These come out in June. Um, fucking Shinji in his white shirt with black pants outfit along with uh, Kawaru. Um, it fucking... Like, yeah, they're sold separately, but you can put them together if you buy them both with the little thing they sit on. And you can have them share like the headphones of Shinji's tape player. Uh, th- these Nendroids come out in June. And I might have to buy these. I might have to buy them. I might have to. I might have to, man. It's just, there's, there's no way. I just might have to. Fuck. Um, let's get on to the big piece, shall we? The Crunchyroll Anime Awards. You know what? We could probably do a whole podcast episode on this. But I thought it would be fun to talk about some of these a little bit. Because the Crunchyroll Awards, man... I mean, we talk about these often. I think last year, last year, I think we did a newscast, all three of us, right? I don't know, man. It seems like a bunch of poop. And you know what? I might wait. I might wait to talk about this until, you know what? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because I want to see if Nick and Danny want get to get in on this and do a whole episode where we just trash the whole thing. I'll tell you this right now, though. Sorry, I had this plan and then I fucking changed it in the middle. Planning on the po- hashtag planning on the podcast, take a shot. But I will say this. I will say this. There's mad recency bias up in here. Um, I feel like Demon Slayer, a lot of people are calling it anime of the decade even. And I just want to say my opinion on this. Because we were, I literally, right before I started recording this, we were just talking about this. Um... Shout out to Jeremy Thunderstrikes. Shout out to um, the Weebology guys on our Discord. We were talking on our Discord about it. And Nick, too. We were talking about it. As much as I personally love Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, as much as I personally love it, it is definitely in the top 50 in the, of the decade for me. For me, personally. Okay? I fucking loved it. I loved the series throughout most of the, the first season that we got. I loved most of it. 
a lot of people say that it wasn't that hype until the mountain arc where they fought the spider family or whatever. A lot of people say that. That's fine. Whatever. I loved a lot of moments throughout the whole entire series. You know, I loved the beginning of it. I loved the the drum demon when they fought the drum, the drum demon guy with that shifting house. I loved the part where you see Zanetsu fucking slay bitches for the first time, which is in that that arc too. Um, I I loved all of it. I loved the, oh my god, I just love it, dude. I love the Hashira. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. That being said, I cannot get behind the idea that it is the best anime of the decade or even 2019. Maybe, maybe 2019. Maybe. Okay, and obviously the Crunchyroll Awards is just for the year, just for 2019. But I see it as the choice up there. And I I can't help but people are going to overlook Mob Psycho 2, Promise Neverland, and Vinland Saga. I just can't even like like Carolyn Tuesday is up there too. Like I'm here's the thing I'll say right now. Crunchyroll Awards, you guys can't just put six six choices. Six choices for each thing. Like you can't do that. That's so dumb. There should at least be eight to ten choices of each fucking thing of each fucking thing. There's <laughs> there's <coughs> excuse me. I started laughing and I coughed. There's way more fucking choices than that. There is way more fucking... Who do you think we are? Like, you can't just include stuff that you put on your website. You just can't do that. I understand it's the Crunchyroll Awards, but be real. Be serious. Be a real per- Be a real person. Be fucking real, okay? I'm talking about Crunchyroll. They're a corporate entity, and I'm saying be a real person. But no, seriously... And while I'm at it, fuck your mama. How about that? Lost my cool for a minute. I'm sorry. I apologize. Your girl is tripping today. It's it's Friday and I'm having fun. So fuck you. Okay. But I'll just say this. Uh, People are going to look at Demon Slayer and just click it right away. That's all I'm saying. And it's just like, I'm not saying that it can't be people's number one for 2019. It definitely might be for me. I don't know yet. I'm still thinking about it. But... It just, the, I don't know, man. I feel like people aren't going to think about other shows enough, especially when you only got six choices on here and then you have Vinland Saga with it. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let me know what you think. Okay. I'll join our conversation in the discord, you know? So yeah, I uh, love you guys very much. I am doing better um, with my surgery. I got my stitches out taken out taken. I got my stitches taken out yesterday. Um, obviously, like I said at the beginning of the newscast, my voice is still a little hoarse, but it's getting better. Um, I definitely sound think I sound a little bit better than I did on the our latest episode or whatever. But um, yeah, I got my stitches taken out. I have to wear the Stary strip back on it for the next two weeks, and then I should be good to go. I'll let you guys know what that looks like. I'll make like a little comparison photo. You can see the fucking thing next to my eye compared to how it looks now. Now there's just like a fucking line where they fucking cut it. Um, But no, I'm doing good. I I appreciate everyone's support. And I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. You, You guys, the listeners. 
I was telling Quoka the other day, I was like, I was messaging him and I'm like, cause he's moving to, he's moving countries again with his girlfriend. And I was like, when you get settled, let's, let's, let's you and I talk because I want to talk about how we're doing. And he was like, you guys are doing a good job. And I just like, I love it. I love you guys. We only do a good job because of you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. I love that we're making connections like with Project Manga and Weebology and these other podcasts. Like, it's fucking amazing. Um, even Misky from the AAA podcast, you know, he DM'd me the other day and was like, hey, you know, what's up? And then um, he emailed me the survey. So our votes, me, Nick, and Danny's votes um, for their anime, their AAA podcast Oscars, anime Oscars are going um, up in there with a bunch of other podcasts and stuff. It's really sweet. I'm really glad that he thought of us. It was super awesome. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for all your continued support. Please go check out those other podcasts, okay? AAA, Weebology, um, Project Manga. I love Project Manga. They're super sick. And uh, Otaku Spirit is another one that I've, I've been listening to a bit more lately. They're fucking cool. The After Hours uh, Nerdy Podcast, which is by Kenneth. Um, he's fucking cool, man. Um, he's one of our patrons and he's super sick. Like, I love that podcast. It's so, it's like the Weebology podcast, but not just anime. Like, it's just like two friends just chilling. Um, my favorite podcasts are the ones where like, it's with friends and you're fucking around, you know? That's like what I like about me, Nick and Danny. We're just, you know, giving each other shit like, oh, you like sports anime, you're lame, whatever, you know? I love that shit. So thank you so much. Check out those other podcasts. I love you guys. Hit me up on the Discord, okay? That being said... I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.